Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Jalen Brown has signed the richest contract in the history of the NBA, five years, 304. Next year, which will be the last year of the old, old deal, he'll make around 32. Then it jumps to 52, and then we're on a roll until we get to the final year of the deal, 69.1. Drew, we had some questions if this was going to get done. It's now done. Your reaction? No problem with it whatsoever. And, and can we? everybody's throwing out, oh, the $300 million, the highest paid player in the history of the league, $69 million in his last year. It's all relative. Somebody's going to pass him up in short order. So let's not just look at uh, does he deserve to be the highest paid player in the league. No, that's going to change soon, all right? But, Nick, mm-hmm. this he's 27 years old in October. So okay. he's, he's 26 right now. Yeah. All right? He's obviously a high-character guy. Yeah. He's a two-way player. Sure. He's a winner. Yeah. Right? They've been to five Easter Conference Finals in his seven years in the league. I yeah. get it. He wasn't always a driving force, but he's still – lately he's been a driving force in, what, four of them, I think? Sure. And so the guy is a winner, and he's getting better. I get it. He's not the best player on the team. But look at these numbers. Last year he experienced career highs – in all of these categories, he's points per game, offensive. rebounds per game. But, but he's still a good defensive player. He doesn't have to be their best defensive player. I think when he came in the league, that, that happens. His, yeah. when, unless you're a LeBron or a Jordan or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. When you take are on the not, bigger offensive yeah, load, so he 100%. becomes a, a less of a defender. Yep. But he's still a good defender. And he's improving in everything. I think he's going to continue to yep. get better as a three point shooter. Yep. And so. No, I, there's nothing not to like in my well, view about – and he's tradable. Well, he, he doesn't have a no trade so, so Okay, so a couple things. So, to me, I don't have a, pro, a huge problem with it. We knew this was going to end up happening. But this is like the definition of a sports marriage of convenience, not of love. Like Jalen Brown does not really, I think, want – to be living in Boston the next six years. I mean, and you I keep saying that. He, he signed the deal. Well, well, he doesn't have to stay there. No, when you making, what's the difference between two fifty and three hundred million? Fifty million. Okay, fine, but there's nothing you can do with three hundred that you can't do with two fifty. I could give you fifty and still have the two fifty. I mean, they, they, I mean, there's, you know, there's but seriously, could, if on. he wanted out, he no, could go no, somewhere but he, else. But there was. A, well, wait a moment. Hold on. What he couldn't, no one else could give him this deal, right. right? Could give him even the 250 right now. So it's not the difference between three something and 250. It's the difference between three something and zero dollars guaranteed after this season and taking a huge risk. But let me, and Brew, you said it at the end. That's just that, and they can trade him. Like, 
The, what this means for so bizarre. For, it was a bizarre way to end. But it's but because because here's the thing. We I think it. he's honest. I think he's an honest guy. That, yeah, I don't like seeing my name in trade talks right. all every year. And so for one Doesn't year, mean I hate where I'm at. Of, of, for one year, they his name won't be in trade talks because they're not allowed right. to trade him for 12 months. And then if the Celtics don't win the title this year. Do any of us think he's not showing up in trade talks uh, 12 months from today? I do. It's just bizarre. But and so, so what? No, that's that's fine. But uh, the, my, that's why I said it's a marriage of convenience, not of love. I think the reason that this took so long was because Boston wanted to just make sure, like, okay, we're not going to trade him for Damian Lillard, but let's just make sure no other guys we actually like more than Jalen Brown come available this summer because there's the, always the random trade demand. This year it was Harden. Obviously, you wouldn't trade him for Harden, mm-hmm. but if a great, great player came available, you might. And here's the other problem. It, problem's the wrong word. Hey, you're right, it's all relative, and of course guys are going to get more money. But Jalen Brown's going to take up about 30 to 35% of your cap over the life of this deal. That's what matters here is percentage of cap, not raw dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite good enough for that to work. I just don't. So like the other guys in that tier that aren't quite good enough for that to work are Carl Anthony Towns and Bradley Beal. And Zach Levine, who makes a little less, actually. Like, we all agree that Jalen Brown is a really good player. But we all agree he's not a top 10 player. And that he is a, well, I would would guess he'll never be a top 10 player. I don't know if you agree with me. I think you probably do. And by the way, that's not a a shot at him. He's in the tier to me of uh, Bam and Drew Holiday. I think he's better than Bam. Okay, but the second best player on an awesome team. I mean, Drew. Can is the they win best. a championship with him as their second best player? Not yet. Because that's the qu- have it, but can they? That's I the think, only question. I actually think they could, but then okay. I think their best player has to be better than Tatum, and Tatum's not going anywhere. I don't think this Celtics team's going to win the title, and okay. so I just, I again, I'm not. It would have been insane for them to be like, we're not offering you a contract. But I just don't think he this he's a long-term Celtic because I don't think they're going to win the title this year, mm-hmm. and I think then he shows right back up in trade rumors. I, again, I, I'm not killing him for it. No, I guess, it's odd to have signed the richest deal in NBA history, and then you end your rant. Oh, it was good. I want you know monologue. Let's say yeah. And be like, and you can trade him. Like, well. Well, you're either committed he, or not. We all know he's your second best player. Here's a spot track he's not uh, your best. tweet of how much they're going to owe Tatum and Brown. Uh-huh. So it, it gets up there, Brew. Do you have any concern with that, or it's just all relative? No it, big deal. It's all re- And I get what Nick is saying, percentage of the cap. But yeah. with this new agreement, the middle class is kind of being siphoned out a being little bit. Being squeezed. And right. And so they're going to be able to fill out a roster. The bottom line is this. They are what, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as their two top guys, they are where every franchise wants to be, which is a perennial contender. That's what they are. Now, they have to win it. They have to win. But they are a perennial contender, bar none, every single year. They're in that group of five or six teams that every single year they're there. Okay, so so here are the odds to win the title next year. Celtics in the driver's seat at number one, even though if you walked around for a full day and said – who do you think is going to win the title? You wouldn't find one person to say it's <laughs> uh, That's Denver, Bucks, Suns, and the Heat. Yeah. So is this title or bust? We'll say next year. Yeah, of course. Like, that's the, the thing is this. If the Celtics don't make the finals next year, I'm not going to say title, but if they don't make the finals next year, then I think 
they are shopping Jalen Brown next summer. I think that they're Brew, you are I agree. You this so this happens a lot with us where we agree on ninety percent of the stuff, but then we kind of loudly you, disagree you, on the other ten percent. Um you go astray but, but you're you're a hundred percent correct that they're th- th- being in the mix, the top of the mix every year is the goal because it's so hard to win right. a championship. But if you're in that mix for long enough, you then usually make, have the feeling we have to mix it up. You know, we have right. to change some things up. And the Celtics, I think, felt like that. This, like, over the last few years. And then they got a step further. They made the finals. And then even after making the finals, they were like, okay, we don't want to trade him, but Kevin Durant's available, so I guess we would. And and so, and then this offseason, to their credit, they they obviously could have traded him for Dame. It at least appears that way if the Portland would have done it. They didn't want to do that. They're going to do this. But if next year they, you know, slam their head on that ceiling again, I think they are going to do something more significant than swap out Marcus Smart. Yeah, I mean, possibly. And look, they're in that group where their title are bust every year. Now, the bust, it could be Jalen, right? If they get to the conference finals, oh. get beat by Milwaukee, could they look to move him? Sure. That, whether they will or not. But to me, the bust, say what you think. the oh. bust guy, no, is Joe Missoula. Well, yeah, of oh. course. No, that's the bust. I thought you were going to have He was going to say Jason Because I love I Jason Tatum. You're not moving Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, he's not LeBron, Steph, that level. He's right beneath. But he's right beneath. He's like a guy you're not looking to trade, period. All right. I think – would you agree with that? Like, I don't think There's you're looking not at all pres- to trade him. I'm trying to think. There is not precedent for a guy Tatum's age and kind of tier in the league being traded from the team that drafted him unless he demanded it. You know what I mean? Like, there's not – I'm trying to right. think of – there's not – the players that echelon that Evers' team have traded them, it's because that guy made them do it, not because they got frustrated. Now, eventually it can happen if the guy's been there 10 years. Mm-hmm. But at that point, He's yeah. He's played just six happen. years. Michael Jordan won it in the seventh when LeBron won it. Eighth? Ninth? Ninth, ninth year. LeBron won it in ninth. Like, okay. have a little That's, patience. Okay. Seriously. When Jason Tatum's not Michael Jordan or LeBron. No, but I'm just saying. But he's also got Jalen. Look, I'm just saying Joe Missoula is the guy that's the bust if they lose. But that, but that's not, not, not enough, though. The, the, the thing really? is that's not Joe enough. Joe He's changed the whole philosophy yeah. from defense to offense. Yeah, but that's not going to be the – the, 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 the they, If they don't show there. improvement – I think he'll be the guy that could get back. Again, I don't. I we talk about Jalen Brown because he's been the subject of trade rumors, mm-hmm. because Tatum's untouchable, all of these things. But the story, you and I did this little exercise on your whiteboard a few months ago in your office. The story of the NBA for the last, for my entire life, basically since the merger, is: um, Do you have one of the yeah, twenty right. greatest players in the history of the league? You're eligible to win the title. Do you not? I really hope you're the 04 Pistons, or else, goodbye. Like that's or the, the 79 Sonics. Well, that's why I said, well, <laughs> correct. That's what, 1980 yeah, to I now. Like the, yeah. And so, like, that Tatum is awesome. Is he that awesome? You said one of the, the 20 best ever? 25 best okay, ever, Okay, Dirk's yeah. not. I, I, we disagree on Dirk. This Every time I, mean, I say this, not. Well, this ends but up Tatum's in a Dirk also debate. Not Dirk. This, 
See, he, Bruce, Bruce Sneaky Remains to be seen. I Bruce like Dirk. Don't get me Bruce, wrong. No, I like Dirk, not, but man. people are Bruce, overrating Dirk. Bruce Sneaky worst basketball take is his skepticism of no, Dirk. No. And he has a lot of great. bad basketball takes. That's you, the No, but you you insist on elevating him higher because he beat LeBron. No, I insist like on elevating him but higher. But I think LeBron beat himself the, in that. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia and New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and in! And we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back, and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless, from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. <laughs> Saquon's got a new deal, one year, ten million, can get up to eleven million with incentives. He can be franchised, tagged again next year. So it feels like we're just kicking this issue down the road a bit. Here's where the money lines up when compared to the top four rushers of last year. Everybody's making around ten, but Josh Jacobs and Saquon are the only ones on one-year deals. Yeah. So is this a win or a loss for him? It's 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 fine. I wouldn't have done it. He basically got potentially an extra nine hundred grand and now has to show up for training camp. To me, that wouldn't have been worth it. Uh, so I wouldn't. Have, I would have just played the franchise tag. Is that's what he had to do? But the conversation here has been about what are we going to do about Greg? Correct. What are we going to do about running backs? And the answer is. What did we do about the big white stiff in the NBA when the league changed? Did we all cry about it, or did we realize the sports changed? Like, when I say that, and they weren't always white guys, but back when Zoe and Shaq and Robinson and Ewing and Akeem were dominant players, there was a jobs program if you were seven feet tall with a pulse. Mm-hmm. Can you go on the court and foul people for ten minutes? Okay, you can have a job. Those jobs went away, but it's not like those jobs went away. They just went to different people. And right now in the NFL, fullback is damn near extinct. And running back, there's too many good ones to pay a bunch of money for the few great ones. But that money is still being paid out. There's salary cap is growing. The players are getting paid. It's just going to third string tight ends a bit or more Mm -hmm. money to receivers. The sport is changing. Now, could there be a world where the best running backs in college football 
Not B. John Robinson, but the next class. The guy who's going to be a fourth-round pick. It's like, hmm, fourth-round pick in the NFL gets 500000 guaranteed. My NIL deal at Michigan, my buddy Laszlo from the radio in Kansas City brought this up. I thought it was a great point. Could a star college running back make more money Absolutely. if he stays in college football? It's like, oh, they're offering me $3 million. And guess what? If mm. that happens, it will actually help the NFL money because then there won't be so many gr- really good ones. If this keeps going, guess what? The great, great – how old were you when it was clear you were an awesome athlete? Awesome. Uh, man, I was young. Like 11. <laughs> 11, exactly. No, no, no. Seriously. going to say but, seven, No, but, but could there be a point where the great young athletes are like, not playing running back because I'm going to the NFL and I want to make a bunch of money? Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. And guess what? Then in 20 years when that happens, there won't be a surplus of awesome running backs, and so the awesome ones will get paid more again. But this is just the sport evolving and changing. I feel badly, I guess, for these guys, but you feel great for Jalen Waddle, who now is going to make way more money than he used to. Like, that's just how this, to me, this, this thing works. Yeah, ultimately it's a loss because when, you, when we think about the reports that we heard over the bye week, that being potentially more than what he got offered uh, right before uh, the end of – uh, mini camp? No, not in mini camp. Right here. Uh, well, three French, years, where he three. La- he this past gone. Monday, where yeah. the franchise tag needed to be oh, signed. Oh, the deadline. The yeah. deadline. Yes, I'm sorry. He was three offered slightly a little bit more than what he just signed for. So, I, it's tough because of what you're talking about, and when you look at the landscape of the running backs and them not being paid the way that they feel like their value is or their worth, that's the hard part. And Saquon, he was torn. When you listen to him on the Money podcast or whatever podcast right. that was, he was torn whether he – I don't know if I have, would have to sit out. Uh, it's not really who I am. I'm a team guy. Yeah. I could be like, screw my teammates, screw the Giants. He was torn this entire time. And so the Giants understood that. They need Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley understands that Le'Veon Bell didn't help anybody's situation when he decided to sit out and then and came didn't back. Help his career. And exactly. Right. And was never the same after that. So it, it's a loss because you – they want to make more money at that position. I don't well, think it's going to happen. Changed. And look, he's a good guy. He didn't want to hurt his teammates' chances of winning. He didn't want to, you know, sit out the season. I don't even think he was torn. I think it was, and I think this deal where he got his two million up front, he could make another million extra. I think that kind of gave him the, you know, I got a little something save so face. I can go out there and play. Yeah, save a little bit of face. Nick, you're right. Look, the game has changed, and it's hard for us to accept because when we all grew up. Running back, especially me, that was the running back was position. a glamour position. All right, and now, but right guards, nobody is complaining about the right guard who's not making exactly. a ton of money, yeah. right? And so this is just what has happened to the sport, and guys aren't running backs aren't going to make that that type of money. The, your Chiefs are a prime example. Clyde Edwards, who Hilaire, who I loved in college, first round pick, they he gets benched. They win the Super Bowl with a seventh round pick, right. Isaiah Pacheco. So. Third round picks, Kamara, Kareem Hunt. There's a lot of great running backs out there. Don't you think, and Mina Kimes outlined this more succinctly and probably better than I can, that the issue is not, part of it is what you're saying, that the positions have changed. But part of it is their, their earnings are capped and they're immediately good. Like you can come into the league and be immediately good. And then by the time you hit the free market, 
your yes, skills are eroded, where it's the opposite for a quarterback. Where a quarterback, it takes a few years, and now it's like, yes. okay, now Joe Burrow's going to get a bunch of money. I, right. I, so, and that's what – it's artificial is what's capping I, I understand that, but the point that I would make and push back on that I, is, yes, that sucks for running backs. But because there, it is a league with a hard cap and a hard floor – that money then goes to other guys. Yes. And so the money that is not being spent on running backs is now going to T. Higgins at some point. Absolutely. Is now, and it's driving – so if, the, if all of a sudden it was like, you know what, running backs come straight out of college and you're going to make $12 million a pop, that money's not coming out of the owner's pocket. No. That's coming out of the other guy's pockets. The sport's changed. I just, it almost feels like they need – their they, own union? I, I don't know. They, they need like a special thing in the CBA yes. where they could hit free agency earlier yep. than everybody. So, I don't know if you can do that, but like in their third year, sure. after their third that, year, they can the, hit free agency. My, the, my point is that just takes money away from other positions. That's all it does. But, that, but it then it levels it out a little bit, so it's constantly. I think we should. I think Harrison Butler should. They're only paid more than kickers and punters. Yeah, well, that's about how. That's about right. It's a, Hey college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. You're in luck. It's a special day. It's the return of Nick's Tears. And last night, dressed in smart seasonal linens, (laughs) an elite group of football luminaries convened in a dank layer, no AC. And as the temperature boiled, they burned that midnight oil. To deliver the best segment in all of sports television. Again, it's an honor and a privilege for the new season. It's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you so much for that great introduction. As always, Kevin Wilds. And for the audience, this will be our only tears for a month. They then come back on a weekly basis, of course. We do appreciate the committee members flying in for a one-night event. Mm. Get you ready for our training camp tears. All 32 teams, of course, still alive. So, we start at the very bottom. The Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Every win 
is a loss for these four teams. <laughs> and by the way, I am not asking wow. Roger Goodell to put his hand on the scales, but I am telling you this. The NFC could use a great quarterback or two, and the AFC West doesn't need him. So you want to help out the Raiders? You want to put some of that Jimmy G pixie dust on a few wins? That's fine with me. Arizona also, shout out to them for having two bites of the Caleb Williams apple because they're on this tier, and they have the pick of a team on this next year, which is... Uh, come on, fans. Just come watch our rookie quarterback. We don't really got much else to sell you, but we drafted a quarterback in the top four, and it should be fun, and you should enjoy it, so come watch our rookie quarterback. And by the way, I'm excited to watch all of them, and I think Anthony Richardson should start in short order. We know Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to be the starters. That should be fun. Illogical optimism is the next tier. Now, first, let me tell you, we have already covered all four NFC South teams, so there will be a playoff team amongst these. Mm. Does not mean they're good. (laughs) And then you get to the Giants, the Jets, and the Browns, to which I say, did people actually watch these teams last year? Thank you. We were treating the Giants like the little engine that could team, and now people are like, well, they brought everyone back, so what does that mean? And the Jets and Browns, we'll get to more on later, but the the too-long-didn't-read version is... The Jets and the Browns. All right, next, good coach, bad roster. Four elite coaches, four mediocre rosters, three teams without a quarterback in the Patriots, the Titans, and the Broncos. I think Stafford's okay, but he might be injuries concern you. The Rams have no depth, and the Patriots, Titans, and Broncos don't have enough elite players. They do have excellent coaches, though, so they should all have some type of pulse. I'm a little worried about the Rams, though. Next dark horse candidates. Hmm. You're going to hear on some of the lazier power rankings, oh, look out for the Lions this year. That's not dark horse. They're actually favored to make the playoffs. The committee believes one of these three teams will actually be a playoff team. Huh. Jordan Love be better than expected in a week in FC North. Will Mike Tomlin get back to the postseason year two? Can he pick it? Will Justin Fields, who some people think is better than literal royalty and the NFL quarterback <laughs> rankings, will he get his team to the postseason also in the week in FC North? Fun season. These three teams can't win a Super Bowl. But they also can't have a season that isn't enjoyable for their fans. For the Lions, you get to build on what you did last year, bite some kneecaps, see what Dan Campbell is going. For the Vikings, you get to watch Justin Jefferson, which is just a delight. And for the Seahawks, great young defense, Geno Smith. You can't win the Super Bowl, but you should have a fun 18 weeks and maybe 19 or 20 weeks to sneak into the playoffs. Podium spot. So this is what's interesting. All four of these teams have a quarterback who wants to be one of the three best in their conference. Trevor, Herbert, Tua, Josh Allen. But all of these teams have a quarterback that might end up clearly outside of the top five in their conference, just like the individual teams themselves. No one can argue any of these four teams should be ahead of the Chiefs or the Bengals or maybe one other team that's still yet to be revealed. But... Some of them will, and one of them thinks, we, you know what, we could be the team that gets the honor of attending the Arrowhead Invitational and losing that game. We don't know. <laughs> so they are all fighting for one of those podium spots. Next, Super Bowl upside if the quarterback delivers. These three teams have Super Bowl rosters. The Cowboys need Dak to cut down on the turnovers. The Ravens need Lamar to evolve a bit of a, as a passer and stay healthy. And the Niners need Brock Purdy. I don't really know. 
I got to be honest with you. I know there's a lot of excitement around the Niners. I love the roster, and I picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year. I'm not sure if Brock Purdy is going to be able to build on it, but if he does, they should be the NFC favorites. Then there is, of course, the team that won the NFC and the team that got the bronze medal last year, and they need to avoid the hangover. For the Cincinnati Bengals, the hangover is... Two years in a row have ended in the most devastating fashion possible. The first one was you had a lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl and you lost. Last year, you talked so much trash, you went into Burrowhead and then you went home crying. <clears throat> the Eagles, on the other hand, just the typical Super Bowl hangover, which is you had such a great year, you came so close, you didn't come through. And then last, of course, atop the tears, Greg, is... The 90s Bulls, otherwise known as the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Picking against them just makes you a contrarian. You don't truly believe it. You know they have the best player you've ever seen up to this point in your life. They also have the best coach, and they also have superstars everywhere else. It kind of spoils sports conversation, their mere existence, but you're also happy to be around just to be able to tell your kids <laughs> you watched it. So there it is. There's your tears Fantastic. for the upcoming NFL season. Well, let me Greg first Jennings. say this. I'm excited that tears are back. Thank I was you. disappointed that I didn't get the invite. To the committee members. Uh, term limited. Okay. You had two. We, uh, we got our. Well, no, there was some blood. scandal there. Okay. Too. Oh, don't don't forget yeah. that. However, uh, there is a team that I, I'm, I'm actually pretty high on. Yeah. And you had them at a good coach, bad roster. Okay. I, I, I kind of want to. Oh, the Rams? On that. You like the no, Rams? No, not the Rams. The team to the far right. The Denver Oh, Broncos. no. You're going to do this? My I man. You didn't this. learn. Bruce. No, nope. I think a brew, brew was a, a season too early, but when you look at what they've acquired, obviously you talk about the good coach, that being Sean Payton. Yeah. Well, what does a good coach do? He starts to fix that bad roster. The first thing they go out and do is get an offensive lineman, Mike McGlinchey. You get another offensive guard. You get a defensive end. You start putting some pieces together for your most important player. How are you, Who is your most important player? That most important player is your quarterback. Russell Wilson, we all felt like going into last season. Is this the year? Oh. Russell Wilson oh. can do something special. Possibly, he's in the he's in the division with Patrick Mahomes. Is he the second best quarterback in that division? Is he the third? Well, he, he he had a terrible season. This is a bounce back revenge year for him. Okay. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, all these all these guys that I'm naming. Marvin Mims, a guy that they got in the draft. Do you see on defense, they got a top ten defense already with one of the best corners, if not the best corner in all of football. Yeah, I agree. They have a really good roster. They just have very pat poor. Quarterback play. Yeah. Okay. And if Sean Payton, that good coach, can fix that issue, mm -hmm. this team has a chance to do and something special. If, this he, year. if he can't, and he mm. can't because he won't because Russ is cooked, the good news is that five-year $242 million extension he signed, it's actually not good news, hasn't even kicked in. Last oh, thing I'll that say. That starts next year. Last thing I'll say. Broncos country. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> wow. The same rake that Brew stepped on, Greg's now going to step on. I, I, I Brew, like it, ahead. Greg. I like where you, the way yeah. you're thinking. Uh, but I don't like the way you were thinking. Actually, overall, the tears were good. Thanks. But there was one level, the illogical optimism. Hmm. And you kind of stabbed the Giants a little bit. I'm not that down on the Browns. In a bad NFC, yeah. they, might, they might sneak into the playoffs again. It's a bad conference. Uh -huh. But the Browns and the Jets, illogical? We talked about the Jets. Are the, what's illogical about liking Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson? Now, I will say Mekhi Becton didn't practice today because of knee. Uh, that scares me. Oh, the whole All right, if the entirety of the offensive a problem, line? Yeah. That scares me. But still, that defense, we know how good it is. The offense, 
I get it, the offensive line, but I think Rodgers, with his quick release and his smarts, he's going to be able to solve that offensive line and be fine. So I don't think it's illogical. I know you do, Wilds, because you're holding on to Mac Jones, yeah, maybe Goat, and all that. And then the Browns. Yeah. Have, Deshaun Watson's, what, 27? Uh-huh. I mean, is he, he's never going to be the Deshaun Watson he was in Houston again. Well, that, I mean, because I like Nick Chubb. Okay. And Nick Chubb is upset because running backs aren't getting paid. Mm-hmm. So Nick might do some things. I, I think the receiving core is pretty good with Cooper and uh, Peoples Jones. And so I, I like the Brown. I, look, both of them are in tough divisions, uh-huh. so I'm with you and, there. Yeah. But make some noise, be in the hunt. I think they should be can up we, a little. Can we please make sure we we just take a screen grab of this little lower third, what we call Nick sleeping on the Jets and the Browns? Well. How dare you sleep on the two worst franchises in the NFL of the last 30 <laughs> years? Who's ever slept on the Jets and the Browns? It's like That's the right. Yankees and the Red Sox, basically, of the NFL. I'm good. So, all right, on the Jets front, I, I've i been over this before. I think they, they had seven wins last year, five were against backup or third-string quarterbacks. You yada yada the offensive line, which is going to be a potential disaster for Hello. them. And Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. On to the Browns. Nick Chubb has had four straight 1,000-yard seasons. He's awesome. The last running back to have five straight, Chris Johnson, a decade ago. Ooh. So it's, is he going to keep up that level of production? The Browns defensively have one superstar in Miles Garrett, but not a lot much else I like. And for the record, Deshaun Watson, since being up 24-0 on the Chiefs in the playoffs. You remember that? That was a long time ago. It was 2019 Ooh. season. He is your Mr. Quarterback wins. He has won seven games in the NFL. He only missed one full year. He's won. He, he went had four and twelve. Bag. Missed a year. Good missed part of last year, and then went three and three last year. So yeah, I'll stay sleep on those. Wilds, go ahead. So I started the show by saying the bosses were here, mm-hmm. and the bosses came to me and they say, Wilds, who do you want to talk about for tears? Yeah. Do you want to talk about America's team, the New England Patriots? I said no. <laughs> I said, do you want to talk about the other America's team, the Cowboys, maybe the Steelers? Even I said no. I said, I want to talk about the commanders. They said, no, don't do it. <laughs> we'll withhold your paycheck if you talk about the commanders. The commanders are terrible. I said, oh, yeah, are they? They were 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one last year. Uh-huh. You don't think they could win two more games with this great defense? Hmm, let's see their commanders' defensive ranks. Well, that's pretty good. But do they have enough weapons? Uh, yeah. I talked to Greg in the hallway. I said, Greg, do they have enough weapons? And he said, yeah, they do. Scary Terry is great. Dotson only played seven. Uh, he played 12 games. He had seven touchdowns. So the offense will be good. The big question mark is Sam Howell. Is Sam Howell going to be any good? He was supposed to be a first-round pick. He slid. How could he get any better? Oh, Eric Bieniemy. All of a sudden, Sam Howell says Bieniemy's offense. There's a lot of RPO stuff. A lot of stuff I'm very familiar with. Similar concept. Some of the exact same concepts that we ran at the University of North Carolina. So I am putting everyone on notice, specifically. The one boss that told me not to do this segment, even though we spent three minutes talking about the Browns and the Jets, even though Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown for 300 yards <laughs> in 22 weeks. Yeah. Huh. Football weeks. If I do the real weeks, it's yeah. over a year plus. Yeah. Everyone's sleeping on the Commanders. They're 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and Someone's got to go worst to first. It might be the Commanders. First team to be the last wild. place in that's, five Listen, that's a great job. That also was brought to you by the same people that gave you the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Oh! The Commanders <laughs> were And the Raiders, too. I didn't say they were going to the Super Bowl. No, the Commanders, the same, I'm saying. I understand. Just it's move the them up idea. a little bit. Move them up to the Sleepers. No. Oh, the Sleepers. 
Mike Tomlin, who's never been below 500 as a sleeper. Yeah. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Justin Herbert, now the richest man in football history. Five years, $262.5 million extension. He's put up some gaudy numbers in his first three years. This is his rank. All quarterbacks their first three seasons. I know we're in the passing era, but still. First in yards, first in 300-yard games, second in passing touchdowns. His record, for people who like winning, quarterback wins I call them, 25 and 24, only been to the playoff once, and he did not win, even though the opposing quarterback threw four interceptions <laughs> in the first half. So, Greg, what are the ex- expectations for Herbert this year? To get better and win. And I say get better because he started off his career as a rookie, and we were all like, this guy is for real. Next year, he kind of backed that up. But every year, he's kind of tapered off just slightly. But at the end of the day, once you get paid, once you get the, the bag, the expectation and the standard becomes winning. And when you look in that division, you have one guy that's out front. And that guy is named Patrick Mahomes. And he's not making as much money as you're making and you're in that division. So the expectation is right there in front of you. You got to beat that guy, number one. Mm. And in order to beat that guy, you got to be pretty special. And we're saying that he's an elite guy. Like, for me, he has to win and not just win in the regular season and get a a nice win on the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. He has to get it done in the postseason. It's about due time for him to get some wins in the postseason and actually stack those because Joe Burrow, a guy who hasn't been paid yet, he's already been to a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, a guy who was paid just recently, He's been to a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson hasn't been to a Super Bowl, but he's been an MVP. And so he's he won has, a playoff game. And, he, and so Josh he, Allen there got has paid to be, There has games. to be some sort of bar that he has to meet, and that bar that these quarterbacks are setting is now your wins. No dynasty. Yeah. No <laughs> need for him to create a dynasty yet. Yeah. Okay, so when Dak doesn't win, Dak has won. he can be elite. Dak, Dak got paid. He can be I elite. Said he, he won I a said playoff game. But and, and with, Dak went to the round two of the playoffs his rookie year and won a playoff game before he got paid. No, I'm just a, I'm a facts guy. You're feeling some. Dak guy. is a game manager with playmaking. Okay, ability. we're talking about right. Justin Herbert. Right, Justin Herbert. I, I, I'm going to throw this out. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. All right, and there's really no excuse. I'm not expecting a Super Bowl. Although maybe look, they play the Chiefs tough, but. With Kellen Moore now the OC, you got a great receiving core. You still got Austin Eckler. Like, there's really no reason for them. I don't think they're better than Kansas City, but I think they should. There's no excuse not to make the playoffs. And are they going to get three teams out of that division when you still got the AFC East and the AFC North? So I'm asking because you like Denver. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're not picking the Chiefs to make the playoffs. So do they make the playoffs, the Chargers? The Chiefs, they're going to have a tough road to Chiefs fly. might not make the playoffs. Well, but the Chiefs are making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so that's what I'm saying. I, I, this, I, is why, this is why I'm saying Justin Herbert has to win because I believe Denver is a team 
that can sneak in there. I know you don't like the Denver Broncos I and you think not. just because I Patrick Mahomes hasn't know. lost to him, but that's a team that can sneak in there. It's okay, so I, I disagree on Denver, but I want to stay on Herbert. I want to back up something Greg said. Can we throw up Herbert's numbers? We don't even have to do the blind part of it. Uh, Herbert's numbers his first three years – it is problematic. It's 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 good and it's bad. And just the point that Greg was making, which is, and we'll have him up for you shortly. That he's had. It's hard to determine which year's the best, but it's not hard to determine which year's the worst. And that's the most recent year. Yeah. It's also oddly the only year he's made the playoffs. And I, for the quarterback win, sick of fans on that side of the table. It means it was his best year, even though it was probably his worst year. But what is undeniable is this. Herbert has played in one actual and one de facto playoff game in his career. In the actual playoff game, he was not great. I know they got out to that big lead and he played okay early. But if you guys remember, he missed that big yep. throw, which yes, could have put did. him up five scores instead of four scores at the end of the first half, and then Trevor came roaring back. Wasn't great in the second half. And then in week 18 of the previous year, it was, if you guys remember that late Sunday night football Raider game, mm-hmm. he was unbelievable at the very end of that game. But the yeah. reason that he had to be unbelievable was because he wasn't great early. And so for her, now that he's been paid and he got – most of these other quarterbacks got paid after they had shown something in the playoffs. You mentioned Burrow, who's going to get paid, Hurts. Josh Allen shown something in the playoffs. Deshaun, when he got paid, he had shown something in the playoffs. Mahomes, obviously, these guys. He's getting paid before it. It is not about potential for him anymore. Tua, same draft class, those two guys. Tua, same playoff resume, yeah. by the way. N- not Doesn't really have one. I guess mm-hmm. Tua didn't even play in it. They didn't pay Tua. Tua's, and they're not going to pay Tua. They're going to wait and see. So, right, for understandable reasons, I would have paid him too. But this is a massive year for him. Okay. Massive. If Philip Rivers, if he ends up as Philip Rivers, is that a massive disappointment? No. Philip Rivers is the, the, the hall of very good. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Big poker game Monday night leads into Stop Tuesday. Stop with your poker stuff. You better not be up till 3 a.m. Oh, I'm going to be watching. I'm sorry. I'm going to be watching our nation's team. Okay, fair point. Sorry. Uh, welcome to the most motivational segment in all sports. It's Thursday at 4 o'clock. It's also the time where we read some viewer mail. For the year 2023, we get a ton of viewer mail. I know you've been gone, Coach. I've the letters, that. sometimes letter singular, still been coming, but I can't. I mean, what am I? Okay, I was going to say, it's like, what am I doing there? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I was waiting myself. Usually I cut it. This time it's a... Just rip it. Just rip yeah. it. I can't It's wait. a long one. It's from a lawyer. It's on legal <laughs> paper. Oh, wow. wow. Dear Wilds, love the show. Writing with a correction. Uh-oh. You always say Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown for 300 yards in 22 weeks. But in a 13-10 playoff loss to the 49ers, he only threw for 225 yards and no touchdowns. So it's actually been 23 weeks. <laughs> oh, please correct moving forward. Sincerely, wow. the twins, Ryan and Brian. Well, I told you, we are always looking for corrections. Oh, wow. So from now on, I'll say it's been 23 weeks. I forgot about that playoff game. Okay. Hasn't thrown for 300 yards. Did you send them a little weeks. something for that correction? Oh, we've sent them a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they've got everything. They've got the mud flaps. Oh, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> protein, the yeah, game, all of it. That was nice. I'm trying yeah, to figure it wasn't, out what that has to do with the butt list. It was, 
It's just our time to read letters, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm waiting to give them a gift or something. Like that. That's it. Just a letter. All right. I ran out of gifts. Let's All right. Well, let's, let's get to it. <laughs> At number three, speaking of gifts. Oh, here we go. Jalen Brown just received uh, the biggest one in the history of basketball. Five years, $304 million. We all know that. And I got to shout out Jalen Brown. He said what he wants to do with a lot of his money is build a black Wall Street in Boston. I love this. I would suggest Jalen also, in all seriousness, talk to some other players about it, working together and really using your guys' wealth and connections and pro platform to really uh, strengthen the broader black community economically. I think it's a great start and a great idea. But, of course, a lot of people are going to be watching what you do on the basketball court. And you're in Boston where they expect championships. You got to win one. Heck, Kendrick Perkins, who won a championship in Boston, said you one is not enough. I totally disagree. Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, they're living off that one championship pretty well. So I think you got to just get one. But you got to get one. And the last time we saw you against Miami in the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, not that great. 19 points a game down for you. 16% shooting from three down for you. So I do believe in you. And I believe you guys can win that championship. Maybe more. But you got to go get it done. All right. At number two, Justin Herbert. Just like Jalen Brown, you became the highest paid player in your sport. But unlike Jalen you have no postseason success to speak of, so you got to start winning some playoff games. And it's going to be tough. I, I like you a lot, but we know you're in the division with Kansas City. They're in, and Sean Payton is saying that Denver's going to be in. So it is going to be very tough for you to come out. You're coming off your worst season as a pro, so you got to bounce back from that, and there's really no excuse not to. Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator. He'll be there for you. You got great receivers. You got Austin Eckler. So you've got to get your team to the playoffs in a mammoth AFC. I've got some belief in you. I'll just leave it at that. All right, at number one, Wilds, you spoiled it. I, Boxing. I teased it. Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford in a welterweight Battle for all the marbles. I will be there in Las Vegas Saturday. Nick Wright will not be, and he's upset with me for that. That's why he's been will going you at be me here during with the us show tomorrow. I will be in Vegas tomorrow. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the fight. All right, but look, this brings to mind Thomas Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard in 1981. Pacquiao Mayweather was just five years too late. You guys, I credit both of you for fighting in your primes. Both of you undefeated. Somebody's going to lose at zero. Spence, you're stronger. You're, you're bigger. Uh, Crawford, I think, is a better boxer. I'm going with Crawford oh. in either a unanimous decision or a late stoppage. Yes, oh. a late TKO. But uh, these are both great fighters. I believe in them both. I'm hoping it's just a classic. Nice. So I'm excited about that. Bro. There you go, bro. Coach? I love the addition of some boxing. Thank you, Coach. List. Thank you. I know there's some motivational segment. I don't know how motivated Justin Herbert feels from I have some belief. Yeah, that is true. It was I tough. I'm, I really I'm, I'm, it, it's yeah. tough. It was, it was very tepid know, motivation <laughs> there. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add Robert solid list. And, and here, here's why. When... When he didn't get, or when they drafted Jordan Love, he was angry and they won the MVP. He won the MVP. When he didn't get a contract, he was angry and he won the MVP. When they made him happy, 
He wasn't angry, didn't play very well. <laughs> so now he goes to New York, he's back to being angry. You've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got Aaron Rodgers with a coach that he knows, a system that he knows, players that he knows, a full offseason. He's angry, he loves Broadway, he goes to the Met. You've got the fourth best defense, you've got two young running backs. Look, the pressure's on you to make this all work. And you're, if you don't, you'll be like me with a house in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, Coach, look, and the I, house I like New Jersey looks great if anybody's By the way, yeah, it's still there. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> look, it, no, work. you're right. Because if it goes south, then somebody has to pay. It could be solid. There's no question no, about there's it. There's no could. There's no there could. It is, yeah, so he, like they, they got to deliver. You might as well embrace the expectations, lean into them, because New York has a megaphone, and I promise you the owner wants and expects either you go to the Super Bowl or really deep in the playoffs with a compelling loss. Ooh, Otherwise, so you think I think you also put Wilds and Nick on the well, well, no, They don't I'm believe. Not. Luckily, they don't believe Salah knows in, if without haters, he's not popping. So yeah, he's that's ready for it. Uh, Wilds, what oh, was my go. New Year's resolution? Oh, to be less humble. Be less humble. Brew, Unbelievable. The la- do you remember the last bud list we did? It oddly wasn't on a Thursday because it was another was it time Wednesday? you were just going to be missing that's work true. at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. um, and I put the Angels owner, Artie Moreno, on yes. the bud list because there was speculation they were going to trade Shohei Otani. And Wilds, what did I tell him to do? You're like, you know what? Why don't you be buyers, what? not sellers? Exactly right. And I wake up this morning and they have Lucas Giolito. They are not trading Shohei Otani. So you're happen. welcome, Angels fans. I did that for you, Artie Moreno. Thank you for listening. That, however, is not my bud list edition. I just wanted to remind America <laughs> I got it right. Okay. My bud list edition instead... Is Kevin Wilds. Here is why. Once upon a time, America, Kevin Wilds refused to give predictions. That's true. Make picks. Do you remember, Brew? Back even before you were full time with our show, I think, he had a little briefcase like Pulp Fiction. He was like, my picks are in here and I won't open them. He was like, I'm not doing it. He mocked people who did. He was like, I'm sorry, I can't see the future. He thought the whole thing was was done. And then you, uh, pardon me, sir. And then something happened, Brew. He, you know, like a hot craps player, he got a taste of the good life and thought it was never going to end. He got stood on the table and said, you know what? Mac Jones going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. And for a year, he looked smart. And then he was like, hey, guys, new segment just for me called Upset Alert. I'm going to give myself a fake name, Johnny Phillip Football. And then, like so many craps players, the dice went cold, and we got the Chiefs will make the, miss the playoffs. No, we got it's on the board. We got we got a Raiders Cardinals Super Bowl. We Ouch. got a the Patriots Ouch. are in a gap year, and then it all culminated with I 100% guarantee DeAndre Hopkins is a future Patriot. And now, do you see what has happened since then, Brew? Wow, wait till he's now he's trying to become a Chiefs fan. He's yes, now trying to make a can't-lose bet. And, Wilds, I've talked to Chiefs fans. Yeah? They don't want you. No. You're not welcome. And <laughs> so you're going to have to find media. a new home no. since the Patriots, evidently, you want to fire the coach. You don't love the quarterback anymore. The, the Chiefs don't want you. And Wilds is so shook, Brew, 
he seems to have attached his wagon to Sam Howell. I don't know how it happened, but that seems to be the direction he's going. So, Wilds, wow. I don't believe in you, and you are on the bud list. Okay. Well, first of all, it's not a very nice way to treat a fellow Chiefs fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I am a Chiefs fan. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes was on the show. Mac Jones has never been on the show. Uh-huh. And as I've mentioned before, we were a big hit at the parade. We loved everybody there, the team, and the uh-huh. community, and the barbecue. Uh-huh. So You weren't as big of a hit as you're making out to me. I was a big hit. They were polite. They were, were polite. You know what? Wilds, They're like, where's Nick? Wilds, you know what the Chiefs fans told me? <laughs> what? They said, we feel about Wilds the way the guy at the Belmont did. Just not interested. Just not interested. <laughs> <laughs> that was an inside joke for me and Wilds, but it was worth telling on that the one on Go ahead. Anyways. Uh, I am putting on, I think I'm putting on Sam Darnold. I, I, I went from Sam Howell to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. So, here's why Sam Darnold's on the bud list. 49ers quarterbacks are kind of all over the place. They are. And I like that Kyle Shanahan's just like, I don't really care who the quarterback is. I'll have Jimmy G. He'll bring in Brock Purdy. Trey Lance doesn't seem to be the guy. But here's his latest quote on how good Sam Darnold could be. Yeah. Steve Young took a while to get going, and he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I don't like to compare anyone to Steve because of how good he is. But why can't <laughs> Sam Darnold be like that? I'm like, all right. <laughs> And then I got the numbers for well, six that's years. That's Kyle on the hot seat. What? Yeah. No, because Kyle's like, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> Steve Young was 31 before he went 14-2 and two and led the league in touchdowns, wins the MVP. When he was 29, he'd been in the year for excuse me, been in the league for six years. He was 10 and 19. Sam Darnold's only 26. So although they're willing to give up on Trey Lance, it seems like Sam Darnold's got another life. So shout out to Sam Darnold. You should be pretty good. Or you got to be at least as good as Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, did you like that quote? Give us a little. That's put a capper on it. I, look, I, I think it's fantastic, I, and I do think they care who the quarterback is. They did give up three first-round draft picks for the guy that's, that's such an that now seems to be Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, right. and, I mean that's amazing to me, and I'm hoping that he gets some playtime. Meets Trey Lance. Yes. Yes. I, I think, I think I they've got a report. He looked talk- good. They're saying he looked well, good. They're talking about okay. keeping you know four That's quarterbacks. The re- they got to let Trey Lance play. Buy the package for Trey Lance. Like, you got to let him play. Let him see what he can do. Well, and, and and you forgot to mention, beyond the quote that you're going to be Steve Young, they're following in the footsteps of one of the winningest okay. quarterbacks. All right. Well, that's a great point. Dusty, it's true. We don't have it ready. It's true. We don't have it ready. Dusty should it have seems like I printed out. Any time at yeah, all. I know. Coach, up next, it, it's Rogers. true. When it's not true, I'll stop saying it. That's fair. Maybe it'll be in a few weeks. <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We start with... (laughs) Dun-dun-dun... Calf talk. Mm-hmm. I've tried to make it like a trash talk, calf talk. I don't know. Joe Burrow was carted off uh, Bengals practice yesterday with a calf strain. Jamar Chase says we shouldn't worry too much. Take a listen. Went over there to talk to him, see how he was feeling. You know what I'm saying? We always give each other that look that night. And he told me he's going to be all right. So, you know, he's a strong dude. He'll be good. Yeah, he just gave me a nod. He's all right. So, you know, Joe's a strong dude. 
That's, that's an official medical opinion. Strong chat. Uh, and the Bengals' Twitter feed put out a polite recommendation. Everyone, please stop calling and offering us your calf muscles. It doesn't work like that. So, Nick, do you expect the injury to flare up, be a problem this year? Well, impossible to predict it will flare up. The medical experts I follow on Twitter say this is probably about a month that he deals with it and that he has limited mobility at week one of the regular season at the very least. That could clearly be a problem. But my initial question before I even get to that is, why was he out there? He had a coach. He had a, It's the first two days of training camp. He's your franchise quarterback. He was wearing a sleeve on his calf. I'm not saying I don't believe that training camp's meaningless and don't practice. Or I'm not saying that. But if your franchise quarterback has any type of pre-existing injury, wouldn't it make sense for him to not practice until he could practice without the sleeve on his calf? Am I crazy for that? Is that sleeve? Did, 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 did anybody what? say that there was a pre-existing injury? I mean, well, the, whoever put the sleeve well, on I his mean, calf that he sometimes aggravated. to keep muscle muscles warm. He yeah. he was rolling out to the right and yeah. he hurt his calf. It wasn't like it was a, a contact drill or a defensive lineman fell into his legs or somebody you know he hit his hand with their helmet. And he was rolling out to his right. It's it's really it's a freak thing. It's no big no big deal from a from a practice structure perspective, it's hard to look at the coaches and go, why would you put that guy out there to, to run against, you know, essentially air? The, I guess my, the, I, I, I feel almost more strongly because of the way it happened. If it was a freak thing where you hit your hand on a helmet, mm-hmm. there, there, then there is nothing you can do. He was dealing with a slight calf issue. And there is no – Joe Burrow does not need the extra, you know, the first few days of camp if he, if you were worried about it enough that you're like, hey, preventatively, let's wear this sleeve so you don't tweak it. Maybe he shouldn't have been out there. But whatever. There's nothing you can do about that. He is now injured. My question for you, Coach, would be, is it legitimate to be concerned for a team that has had as many issues with the offensive line as they have had if Joe Burrow goes into the games that actually count – with some limited mobility, because if I were a Bengals fan, that would be the last thing I wanted is Joe Burrow, who has been better than just about any quarterback in football at dealing with a horrific offensive line situation a couple years ago. Last year it was better, but not great. If he's if he's not at 100 percent physically, will he be able to keep himself out of harm's way if the offensive line has the issues they've had in years past? Well, there's a lot of things here. So there's, what, about five weeks or a little more than five weeks till the start of the season. Usually these calf injuries, you know, one to three weeks, maybe it could be maybe a little bit longer if if it's a little bit worse. We We don't really know where it was. Yeah, do you want your franchise quarterback going into the start of the season with, with uh, the possibility to re-injure something? No, you're going to take as much time as you possibly can. But from your point, if you feel that the doctors and the trainers made a mistake by putting him on the field in the first place, are you really going to take their advice now if they say he's ready to go You know, the next phase? So he, he, we, we're, none of us are doctors. We've got to take the advice of what those guys say and what the player says. And he's not going to go out there if he, if he can't protect himself i'd say a bigger issue is whether or not he gets on the field until this contract's done right. i mean how would anybody advise him to go back on the field without getting this done so here's the Schefter quote uh there's a real chance that we will not see joe burrow back on the practice field again until he has a new contract that makes him the highest paid player in the nfl history you want him sitting out well i 
I think the, and I'm no, I'm not trying to disrespect Adam Schefter here at all. I think that's, The phrasing of that is almost unfair to Joe, I think. Because if Joe hadn't gotten hurt, I think it was pretty clear he wanted to, and I think smartly, from a financial perspective, wait for Jalen to get his deal, Mm -hmm. then for Justin to get his deal, and then he would come in last because he's going to set the new market. We can talk about if that's a good or a bad thing for the Bengals later. So I think whether he had gotten hurt yesterday or not, he was getting his new contract in the next, call it, 10 to 14 days. I don't think now it's like, I won't take the field until my contract's done. I think the contract was going to get done over the next couple weeks either way, and he's going to be too hurt or injured or whatever to take the field. I don't, I, I just, that, that tweet almost made it seem like he's going to hold out until the contract's done. I don't think that's the situation at all. I do think he's getting a contract and we won't see him on the field until after the contract's done. But why, why, why does it need 14 days? We, we, we've got the comps. We, we know that, that they're, they're going to make him the highest paid guy. They've been working on this forever. And this used to frustrate me so much where there's like gamemanship with, with contracts. And then as soon as a deadline comes in, they can get it done in a day. Like, you know what the comps are. You know he's your guy. You, go lock yourselves in a room and get the contract done. You can get it done in one or two days. And then this isn't even an issue and nobody's talking about it. Doesn't need two weeks. Well, and so the the bigger part, Wilds, of Schefter's tweet was because you've talked about, you know, is Burrow going to take? You know, is he going to look at? Okay, Herbert's what fifty two and a half is yeah. the new benchmark. Yeah, he's at fifty two and a half, so I've got to be at fifty three or fifty four plus, or is he going to take a little bit less? Schefter's tweet makes it seem like. No, he's going to be at 53, you know, plus. He's going to be the highest paid player in league history. And that, I do not begrudge Joe Burrow that at all. He, he's earned it more than Herbert's earned it. He's, you know, he's earned it as much, if not more than Hertz, Lamar, these other guys who've gotten paid. Very, very difficult to win if the team you're chasing has the best player and he makes considerably less than your guy who's not quite as good as him. And that's, hold on, just real quick. The Colts tried to do this for years, and it was, was, it's a pretty apples-to-apples situation here. The Patriots had the best quarterback in the league, the best coach in the league, and the quarterback was on a discount. While Tom Brady was on the Patriots in the 19 years he played 18 healthy, they made the conference title game. 13 times, they made the Super Bowl nine times. The Indianapolis Colts, with Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen, Marvin Harrison, all-time great wide receiver, Reggie Wayne there for a long time as well. In his entire Colts career, they made, I looked it up this one, the AFC title game three times. They made the Super Bowl two times. What, what, is, the, what is the reason? Is Brady Ford X better than, than Peyton? Of course not. But you could surround him with the better players. And I do think if you're Cincinnati, you worry that is what you're running into right now in Kansas City. Because Kelsey makes nothing. Mahomes is the seventh highest paid quarterback. And you're about to have the highest paid quarterback. And next year, the highest paid receiver ever. That's going to be tough for Cincinnati. It's just flatly going to be tough. But he's going to be the highest paid quarterback for just a little while. Just like Mahomes was the highest paid quarterback for just a little while. And then two or three years down the road, we're going to say, 
yeah, Joe Burrow's underpaid compared to everybody else. He's the seventh highest paid guy because each contract's going to get readjusted. There is a period where when you pay your elite young guy big money, that then he has to go prove that he can win with some talent that maybe isn't as expensive, like Patrick Mahomes w- was able to do. But, but he, Patrick Mahomes' deal was very team-friendly initially, However, he's still substantially compensated versus what he was on his rookie year. No, no of, of, of course, but Wilds, like the right now, this is, it's just, the, and I know nobody wants to hear it from me because I'm the Chiefs fan, not, uh, the, the, not, not you, the Chiefs fan. The new Chiefs fan. The new Chiefs fan. You've been but a it, I don't know how you there, Chiefs and it is, it, it is a very unique spot because Kelsey is, in my opinion, as impactful as the best receivers in the league. Of course. He makes half of what the best receivers in the league make. He makes $14 million against the cap. The best receivers are Tyreek's at 30. Other guys are in the high 20s. Jamar is going to be, he and Justin Jefferson are going to set the record for receiver money next year. Mahomes is exponentially better than any other quarterback in the league. And he is paid like a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. It is re- exponentially. Ex- I don't know if we listen. I don't know what graphics we do or don't have. I have a great Burrow Mahomes thing we could show you, but I don't even know if they're working. Oh, we do. You won't be able to see it, Coach. But I'll try to recite it from memory. Yeah. It's it's their playoff numbers just the last two years. So I, I didn't try to do totality because Mahomes been in the league longer. So the records look similar: five and one for Mahomes versus five and two for Burrow. Everything else, though, is dramatically in Mahomes' favor. He's, his completion percentage above 70, more than 50 yards per game, more than Burrow. And the touchdowns are almost 3x what Burrow's is. Again, we don't have a return, so I'm doing If I make a fool of myself, you guys can make fun it's of me good, on the though, internet. Nailed it. And I think, it's, I think his passer rating in the playoffs is around 110, and Burrow's in, is in the mid-90s. If Burrow is, in my opinion, as I was saying all last year, the second-best quarterback in football. But we are in a spot where the gap between the second best and the best is bigger than, than the gap between the second best and the eighth best. And if the if the guy I mean, who's at the top Mahomes is, not is making that more experience, yeah. Mahomes has Andy Reid. Well, I mean, yeah, is, but it, Andy, is he exponentially better than than Burrow, or is his does his experience come into play? Does does the coach that he have come into play? I mean, I think it's a little bit exponentially better. I don't. But the, I think but the co- but as long as apples. the coach is here, is there? I guess my point is the Bengals are trying to position themselves to win a championship, and I wonder if they are going to find themselves in the position, the enti- like the rest of the AFC that they did when the Patriots run was going on, which is two out of three years, we know who's going to be there in the AFC. Yeah. It's the team with the best player who's also paid like he's the 10th best. Uh, we're going to take a look at the odds to win the AFC. KC is num- at number one. Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Jets. Coach, who's the biggest threat, and is it Joe Burrow? Oh, I, I can't. What's Cincinnati's record against Kansas City recently? Three and one. Zero oh, and one in the oh, last one. Three, three, three and one. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're they're the biggest threat, obviously, because and this this happens sometimes where you just match up better against certain teams, and that was the case when we played when we played the Colts. We matched up well against the Colts, and and it was a problem for them, and and that's that's the reality, and and to some degree, Kansas City has an issue and problem with Cincinnati, and until they can consistently beat Cincinnati like they have every other team, 
I think they're the biggest threat. Okay, I would listen. I put it I, on, put it on the bulletin board. I was I was the, the only person in the football media last year advocating for the Bengals that the Bengals should be, should be given the respect the Bills were given. Mm-hmm. So I do not want to come across as a Cincinnati hater here. But my answer is not the Bengals. It's obviously not the Bills. And the Bengals' ownership of Kansas City, if people watched the games, is a little bit of a misleading situation. I can go through the four games by memory. The first time they ever played, the Chiefs had the game well in hand. And then, to his credit, Jamar Chase had one of the greatest halves of football I've ever seen someone have. Is he still if with you, Cincinnati? Oh, no, hold, of course it counts, and it led to a cent- the Bengals winning by three points. The next time they no, played, he still of course he oh, does. Okay. I'm, th- let me ju- just allow right. me to finish. The next time they played was the playoff game, which the Chiefs were up twenty to three, mm. and then Mahomes had the only bad playoff half of his life. And if that's going to happen again, the Chiefs are when Mahomes plays terribly, the Chiefs aren't good. Luckily, yeah. it's happened once in a five-year run. And the next time they played, the Chiefs had they the game a, well in hand, and Kelsey lead? lost his one fumble he lost all year, and the Bengals won by three. So the idea that any of these games it's been a domination is not the case. But my it's answer, the game that you but they won, still they still yeah, won it in a lot of different ways. They won it with an elite receiver. They won it coming back from 21 points. Yes, and they won it with a turnover. Like yes. okay, so we can find reasons why any team lost any close game, and you can point to a handful of plays. That's every single NFL game. But when a team consistently is a problem for another team, odds are they're going to continue to be a problem unless something dramatically changes. The, so uh, the it's it's all fair. I think the I think it has been. Overwrought the Bengals having the Chiefs number, but we'll see. They'll play again this year, and if the Bengals are fortunate enough to be invited there at Invitational, they'll play again. Uh, my answer is the Chargers, and I want to know your your take on it from this perspective. So, the Mahomes has never blown out the Chargers. It's one of the only, I think, two teams in the league that he's played multiple times and doesn't have, and not once have they, you know, beat him by multiple. Well, scores. What's the record? The he, Mahomes has only lost to the Chargers once. The Chiefs have lost another time uh, in the Mahomes era, but that's when they sat everyone, and then they lost early on Philip Rivers still there. But that's not why. The reason is because if they were to play in the playoffs, Coach, it'd be the third time of playing a team in the you know over the course of the year. And I think getting a look at what the Chiefs are doing, having the familiarity, and then getting a third bite at the apple makes them, as for me as a Chiefs fan, with all that talent, those receivers, those pass rushers, everybody, it makes them the scariest of the three can of the can major AFC can. Well, I, I do love the thought process of the team that beats me consistently. I'm not worried about. But the team well, they, we beat consistently, I am worried about because we're going to play them a third time, even though I have the most experienced head coach who can probably capitalize on the things that happened the first two games. I've got the much more experienced quarterback and, and team in general. My team knows how to win. The other team has no idea how to win. And each year kind of disappoints in a different way. But I'm worried about those guys, okay, not you know the what? team that beats me. You know what, Coach? Three out of four times. telling me I shouldn't be worried about anybody. So you're worried about the Ravens. No, well, no, the, Ra- could, the Ravens to me are the, the Brew had been saying that the Ravens are the biggest threat. It's a weird spot because I don't think the Ravens are the biggest threat in the AFC in as far as over the course of a twenty game season. The Ravens are the scariest one-off team. The Ravens are the scariest team to face in a single elimination spot because 
if Lamar's rolling and that running game is so unique and if he's accurate that day, they feel like their offense can just be an avalanche. The running game's not going to be unique anymore without Greg Roman. Greg Roman was was that running game. Well, having oh. a quarterback that runs a 4-2 is No, no, helpful. he's a unique player, but I'm saying the the scheme, the ways they attack, the ways they, they use Lamar, I mean, that, that was great. Okay. I'm out on Baltimore now. <laughs> <laughs> just like everybody else, want to throw the ball around.